I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. How real is virtual reality? To Nina Jain Patel, a virtual reality researcher and consultant associated with the Zero Abuse Project, the experience in Horizon Venues, which is Meta's virtual live events program, felt quite real. Before I proceed, this is a trigger warning. This story includes references to sexual assault and harassment. So, as reported by the Washington Post, Patel experienced sexual assault in the metaverse in 2021. While three male avatars were assaulting her virtual avatar, she told the Washington Post, and I quote, "My physical body was responding." And sadly, Patel is not the sole victim of harassment within the metaverse. According to the Guardian. A recent incident involved the alleged gang rape of a minor girl in the UK within Meta's Horizon Worlds. Now, looking at it logically, one solution to this problem could be implementing laws in the virtual world, given that incidents in these spaces can have very real-world impacts. However, it's not that simple. In video games, which have been around longer than the metaverse and other virtual reality platforms, players often engage in virtual violence, like unapologetically killing each other. So how is being harassed in a virtual reality space any different? The key difference is that players in a video game expect virtual conflict as a part of the game, while digital avatars in the metaverse have no such reason to anticipate the possibility of an assault. And at any rate, assault in any shape and form is just not okay. Plus, with virtual reality programs gaining popularity worldwide, some activists argue, as the Washington Post noted. Harassment and sexual assault incidents in these virtual spaces should be treated as seriously as real-world crimes. But there's a problem: prosecuting virtual crimes would need a big change in the law, because current laws on rape and assault need physical evidence, which complicates things in virtual spaces. Moreover, Mary Ann Franks, a George Washington Law School professor, told the Post, and I'm reading it out: "Quote, law enforcement agencies." Have historically not always prioritized harassment cases in the physical world, and might be even more reluctant to devote extensive resources to investigate virtual incidents. End quote. And we have to agree with her on this. But wait, does this mean there's no solution to this? Should we continue feeling unsafe even in a virtual world? So there is a ray of hope, as per a BBC report, Interpol or the International Criminal Police Organization. Is paying attention to the issue, and that Interpol Secretary General Jürgen Stock is figuring out a plan of action. For the next few minutes, you're going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hello, I'm Manaswini, and this is the deep dive for 6 February 2024. Some things in the world don't quite make sense. Look at Baba Ramdev's company Patanjali Ayurved. Why on earth would it go out of its way to buy a software company? I mean, see, Patanjali sells Ayurvedic toothpaste and face washes, while the company has set its sights on Drolta, which is one a defense software firm, two is bankrupt, and three has nothing to do with consumer goods and was last working on a battlefield management system. So you have to concur with me here. This potential acquisition is a bit baffling. 
what is it in rolta that patanjali sees and we can't let's try and figure it out according to a recent report in the economic times patanjali ayurved has made an all cash offer of 830 crore rupees to snap up the software firm now that's good money especially for a company which is bankrupt and whose lenders have been trying to sell its assets for 5 years to recover what they are owed and reportedly it's not of 10000 crore rupees what's more is that patanjali's offer is all cash upfront and it's coming after rolta's bidding process was closed and a buyer was chosen if we go by the et report rolta's lenders are still enticed by patanjali's offer but what would patanjali get out of this deal well we don't have the official word on this but according to the newspaper which cited a person in the know baba ramdev's firm might be attracted to rolta's real estate in mumbai because patanjali is also reportedly building a home delivery app called order me where rolta's in-house tech may come handy also this is not the first time that patanjali is hankering after a debt-ridden corporation do you recall patanjali's 2019 acquisition of ruchi soya maker of nutrella soya nuggets So Patanjali paid a whopping 4350 crore rupees for that acquisition. But as a long report in the Outlook business suggests, the deal was um achieved by questionable means. So consider this. To buy bankrupt Ruchi Soya, Patanjali took loans from the very banks that bankrupt Ruchi Soya owed money to. Now that's quite a full circle, isn't it? It doesn't end here. To repay these fresh loans Ruchi Soya again raised money from the markets after Patanjali acquired it. Will we see similar things happening if Patanjali buys Rolta? As we highlighted in our flagship newsletter, The Signal, as of March 2023, Patanjali Ayurved made 357 crore rupees in net profit and had just short of 22 crore rupees in cash in the bank. All I'll say is thoughts and prayers for the lenders. If you like listening to the Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello@thesignal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IBM. The episode was researched, written and produced by Anoop Samwal and me, edited by Soumya Gupta, mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.